Hello, Thomas. What's up? Uh, we had that Mile High Conference uh, last week and did our presentation. I thought it went pretty well. Um, but some kind of interesting questions came up towards the end that I think, I don't know, kind of global on the fire service. Um, one of which being, I mean, the, the big basis of our class is that we want to show the positive change that we've had in our careers and maybe try and pass that along to some other people. A couple of people from Dallas fire were up there. Irving. 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 They were, they were giants. So they were from Irving Fire yeah. Department. Their question was, it seems like they're kind of doing everything right. They're getting out, they're training, they're trying to create this good culture. And the question was like, what specific trainings can we do? And if we do them, do we have to keep repeating that same training with? Well, it was originally the, the captain of the crew that came to us. Though. Right. And it was like, we got no problems with his crew, even when he's got rovers in, whatever. The problem was delivering the same training to everybody because of the type of schedule they have. And then we, I felt like we got down to it. We figured out, well, I think he wanted to be there, for, or felt he had to be there to do it. Well, it felt like it was his job yeah. to make sure I mean, that which, no, no problem there, right? That's, you got an officer taking responsibility. It's awesome. Uh, but I think one thing we pointed out is, like, you don't need to be there. You know, like, you can, you, when you're there, I mean, I remember maybe a few, maybe five, six years ago, starting out as an officer, I really, I like, I wanted to be there all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, I didn't want to miss anything. I want to make sure that everybody knew I was doing it. I think as, uh, you know, you're on a crew for longer, right? So the crew that you used to be a part of up until recently, but that, that whole nucleus of a crew been together for, you know, four plus years or more, you know? give or take somebody moving in and out. And now it's doesn't bother me at all. It's like, those guys know what they're doing. So why did you feel like you needed to, or wanted to be at, at all those trainings? Is it because you wanted to show them that you're into it or because you wanted to make sure they were done? It probably, probably a little bit of both, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, certainly show that I'm capable. I'm going to do everything I'm asking you to do. Uh, but just... I don't know if it's a new officer thing. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just learning to trust your guys in general. Like, I think if I took over a brand new crew and knew nobody, nothing about, I would probably do the same thing. Like, well, if we're going to do some training, I want to be there. I want to see what everybody's capable of. Yeah. I want to see what everybody's thinking. And show you, know. you what I'm capable yeah. of. And I think by doing that, too, you're going to, if you find somebody that you, yeah, you're, it's the building of trust. So why don't I... I don't have to be there anymore because I think I trust the guys. You know, I trust I trust everybody in the back seat. Everybody How long who you drives. Think that takes? I think it takes it takes training, but it also takes calls yeah. like the big calls. Uh, been on enough, you know, with the guy who drives me. Been on enough big calls. I was telling my wife this the other day. It's like guys never let me down. Yeah, ever. And it's like great construction knowledge, background, everything. But it's just like I don't need to worry about them ever. Like. I mean, there's one where I wasn't there because it was early on a shift change. So he had gotten there early and they went to this house fire and we won't get into why he was the only one on the roof, but he was the only one on the roof, which they need vertical ventilation. It's like, that's why he's my guy. Yeah. Cause it's like, you just go up there, he gets it done. Yeah. I think so the nuts and bolts of the answer was 
instead of trying to create trainings, like try and create a culture where you don't have to make the trainings. And and, and then trust your guys. Yeah. Find the guys that can do it, trust them to do it, and let them run with it. Because that's how they turn into, you know, for him, it's like that's how they turn into a, an officer like you, you right. know, is just trust them. They had a unique situation where they were the technical rescue team too. And, yeah, if you have, hey, we're introducing – these techniques, you do have to do those trainings multiple times to make sure that everyone got them. But your normal everyday fire training, I don't, I mean, well, it could be different every time if you and want. And we said also, why not just videotape yeah. training? You know, especially if it's, or send out a PowerPoint with like short videos, right? So if it's forcible entry, the time you do it, have a PowerPoint to go with it, but you can do all hands on and then who's ever really good with the video camera, I mean, short little like, hey, this is what gaps at force all mean. And then right. there's a video to follow it. And here's one person, here's two person, here's using a wedge, you know. Here's double Halligan. And, yeah. And you know what? Like maybe that opens up time for other trainings in the future because it's like guys can do these while they're sitting down after dinner or something, you totally. know, just review. I think that was a a, a little, well, eye-opening is the right thing, but it just – I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. I could probably do that. Yeah. Because he's got the same schedule as we do. I mean, you, the crew continuity, as long, if, if you're deep, like six people who are assigned on, on a rig, you still have crew continuity, but there's still a lot of moving parts. What did he call uh, roving? Oh, swinging. Swing. He's like, yeah, you know, I got my guys, they're swinging. You're and like, I'm like, what? <laughs> they're doing I, what I now? <laughs> what are you guys doing down there? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, another one, I think she was a captain up in Wyoming, came up and was just like, "These all these trainings sound good, but like, how do you come up with, you know, interesting, fun training ideas? And I basically just said, like, keep it simple. Like, it gets fun. You don't, you can't like make it that way yeah it's you know whatever skill it is i mean what pick, there's probably five three. or six basic skills in yeah. the fire ground pick like three right and combine them and then get a stopwatch out yeah that's when and it gets pick, fun. and pick a partner and talk shit to each other yeah and i was like you have to go first yeah that's the key yeah is like whoever's putting the training on has to go first. and then if the second team beats you get to go again that's right and then if the other team wants to, to reclaim the title they can go again too that's when it gets pretty fun yeah I think my favorite question was this guy, uh, I can't remember where he was from, but he's like, am I the asshole? <laughs> That's how he starts out. <laughs> well, you think he described a little bit about his, his crew culture and how 
he knows from going around his department how he and his crew is perceived, which we we've seen that and you've seen that everywhere you've worked. I've yeah. seen it. Uh, there's there's always the crews that have perceptions going around. Nobody wants to go in there and work for them. I mean, when I first got on in probation, there there was a there was a place that nobody wanted to go. Right? There's still a place like that. Well, maybe maybe so, but I don't know, man. You know. As long as you're not, you know, it goes back to like uh, just treating guys like shit. You can, you can not like a guy, and he just doesn't gel with your crew, right? It's you fine. don't have to treat him like shit. You just got to get through the three months and make sure he's trained, and you go on calls with him, whatever. But I, I just think that, you know, some bravado is good. You I, know, some, I'm with some you. Some of like, hey, we're the best. That's good. I you like know? that. I like that. But. If you're trying to create a good shift at one station, that is the right attitude to have. If you're trying to make a better fire department, that needs to be tempered with, yeah, we are the best, but if you want to join us, we'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, I think that some people will shut down and they won't open themselves up to new ideas or being pushed by people they perceive as jerks. They just kind of shut down like all oh, those guys are jackasses like i don't even want to go to that station if you want to change the department that's not the attitude to have yeah when they come in you've got to at least show them you show them what you're all about everything they're hearing is true right you're going to show them that yeah uh, as far as like work ethic and performance capability all that but then it's like you want to do stuff with us and then i think the big thing is i got a low expectation for those guys like, i don't expect them i mean we are doing this shit Remember when we compared times of like an average person on the department compared to somebody who's like really been training and running and like we took like times on an event and it was like say hit a hydrant uh, connected to the rig you know like yeah I think you had short a section throw a throw ladder two and ladders and deploy a hose line right let's just say it took like seven minutes okay right. and we figured out that. And this was pretty much true across all our evolutions where we combined evolutions that were anywhere from like seven to 15 minutes long. It's like the average person on the department that's not really engaged and not really good at their skills, they're, they're three times as much. So a seven-minute evolution will take them 21 minutes. So taking that, it's like, well, I mean, I know that. But probably the first time they do this with us when they come in that day, it's going to be slow. I don't have this ex- – like. Oh fuck, they're getting crushed. Remember what we talked about? Do you do you quit? Right? Yeah. Um, no? Good. Do you work hard? Yes? Great. That's it. You know, that's it. The that type of stuff, if you really want to get better, you'll come back and do it with us. You well, know? you'll and, come back and do it with us if you don't leave with a bad taste in right. your mouth. So somebody doesn't shove it down your oh, you're fucking slow. Yeah, like you, you know, get twenty like minutes terrible. or whatever. Oh, what's this is Station 22, oh, great. This is what this is 22 is all about, huh? This is how it works down there. But if that, that old. if that guy who roved in your, swung into your station <laughs> for the day. Swinging. Uh, if he leaves that experience with like, you know what? Those dudes actually aren't that bad. Like yeah. they just get after it. Then that starts to trickle down and then you'll start to change more people. But if you bring them into your house and you shit on them because they're not where you're at, well, then what are you doing? You're just going to make your reputation continue 
And eventually, when you look around, all your buddies that you've been getting after it with have either promoted or retired or, and then you're by yourself. Yeah. And if you think you're leading and no one's following you, you're just going for a walk. Yeah. I think uh, a big thing that separates some of those stations from being welcoming and other, you know, and, and it ties to ego, but you know, why are you, why are you doing things the way you do them right around the station? Like why, why are you getting it af- getting after it so hard? Is it just, is it for you and only you? And just like, I'm going to do my thing. I think that produces better results than, you know, trying to prove yourself to other people. Like what I'm getting at is we go, you know, suffer in the stairwell. Nobody is worried about what everybody else is doing. You know, every, they just know that everybody around them is not going to quit and everybody around them is going to be charging hard. But here's the problem with that is that if you're doing it just for yourself, then the you're, day you're, you you're, don't want to take, do it. But you're taking it. I'm saying you're in the stairwell because you're worried about what you need to do and what the work you need to get done. But to keep yourself in the game, right? You're but not why worried. are you? Why do you want to stay in the game? Is where I'm trying to get at. Okay, so you well, you want to make sure. Well, I mean, what, what do you mean? Well, if you are like, hey, I'm in this because I want to get better. If you feel at some point that you're like, I'm good, you'll start taking days off. If your why is, I want to be the most effective that I possibly can be on the fire ground and like truly make the difference then you'll never give yourself a day off. True. But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying take a day off. I'm just saying it's not about crushing the other guy Oh, or making yourself look good to everybody else. It's hold, just hold yourself accountable. Do your thing. you know. And if you lap some guy you know, on doing rounds in the stairs, and that just is what it is. The, the action speaks for it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm just doing my thing. You know, that's a carrot out in front of you every time. Like, you're trying to catch the next guy in front of you, but you're not trying to bury that guy mentally afterwards. Like, it's already been done. And I think that's one thing that that uh, the guys in the fire service struggle with is, like, when they do bury someone, they got to they gotta pile on. And then they've lost that guy. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. Okay. I just think that it's important that we have a bigger why than – something personal like i'm just here because i want to get better because eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like well i'm already pretty good so uh, i don't need I don't to go as it, hard at it yeah i know i know that's not how we feel because i think our why is much bigger than that yeah. but it's important to make sure that the overall mission is to be best for everybody else now the type of people who we are like that's a part of our core is that like we never want to be second yeah i know you know yeah that's it's uh a crux at the same time (laughs) (laughs) it's bad Uh, but good yeah i mean it it keeps us pushing forward but at the same time it can be to our detriment at sometimes yeah here's a good one that came up uh i thought it was a great question this guy you know, loves his job, just had a baby girl, and he comes to work, and he's always thinking about him, right? Nothing wrong with that. And he asks us, he's like, how do I, how do I stop thinking about him so I can fully engage 
at work and I don't like want to be at home yeah. spending time with them. And we're like, nah, man. Yeah. Why would you want to change a thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, how about, you know, it's a, sometimes, you know, we, we've all been there where we're at home and we can't wait to work the next day. Yeah. And we've all been times when we're at work and you're excited like he is to go home to your family. And I think when you can get a little bit of that on each end, right? So there's a balance there. And when you have that to where you're, it's like when you get off, you're, you're, you're excited to be there for 24 hours. But then when 8 a.m. hits the next morning, you're heading home, you're excited. You're like happy to drive home. That's a good feeling. That's and then a great feeling. When you wake up after a few days off with your family and you're going to work, you're happy going in, you know? Yeah. One thing I also think is important, like surround yourself with people who are okay with your family coming in all the time. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird. That was weird. I've heard stories where guys, you know, will be told or something will happen at the station. They'll be told by an officer and no family. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense to me. I, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for some, something like that to happen. There's been a few little instances, uh, little examples I've heard of just people using their, like over abusing their power as an officer, just completely ridiculous. Just waiting for just like a like a young guy who's not rank to be like, oh fuck you! I'm having my my family's coming in. Yeah, my baby's like two months old. Like they're coming in, and then this big battle start, and then it, you know, I know who will win. I know, you know, but I've, the I, right the right thing will win. I've told good. the people who I work with, like, you don't work for me. You work for my wife and kids. Like that is who is holding you accountable, and. I mean, when they come in, that just emphasizes the point more that like, I'm not just your coworker. I'm a dad, I'm a husband. And so when you take days off, you're taking days off from them. Yeah. And I think it's powerful to have that like social connection with everyone else's families. I mean, dude, we spend a third of our lives together. Shouldn't you know the name of my wife and kids? Shouldn't I know yours? I think that's super important. I don't know. I, how do you feel like you uh, make that transition from like work to home? Like, do you have a ritual? Do you have like a a way that you can like decompress so that when you're home, you're actually home? I can't help you there. Like, no. I don't. Um, I just, I do get off. I head home. But I mean, like sometimes my off days are really busy, regardless of if I'm up all night or not. So maybe that helps. I do stay busy. Yeah. I do like I do like you know a cup of coffee on the back porch when when the wife and I can yeah. get that in. I know she loves it. I I need to be better about it, but that helps too. You know, if you could get off and say have a couple hours where you come home and you just yeah. Um, I know I know Kev does that guy we work yeah. with. He does that um, pretty regularly with his wife. I think um, I think it's a pretty good ritual. It's an awesome him. setup if you can have it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You can't always do that. Right, like it seems like you know a lot of guys. The minute they get home, it's time to take the kids to school, or wife's going to work, or they yeah. got to pick the kids up from getting off of work. You know, yeah. So it just doesn't. There's stop. no decompression. Yeah, doesn't stop because when you get home and you walk through the door, dad's home. Yeah, not dad needs a minute. Right. And there's some times where I'm like, hey, I gotta. Even though I don't need to take a shower, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go upstairs and shower. shower, and I'll just sit in there because like I don't have my phone. I can kind of like get my mind right. 
and the kids aren't necessarily yeah. going to come upstairs. But yeah, that decompression. When I worked, I used to work like an hour away from home, and that was nice. Because like regardless, that drive. Kind See, of, I wouldn't like that. Why not? I do enjoy the short drive. Mm. I would not want to get in my car and then, well, I just don't think I want to get in my car and deal with any traffic. I, I've been on those stations where I deal with traffic after getting off work. That's tired, true. And I'm just like, fuck. This was all highway. Maybe that had yeah. something to do with it. But I mean, even those winter days and it's like two hours to get home. Yeah. Damn. That's true. But it felt like you were leaving something behind. Yeah. I, I, I certainly like the fact that I don't live in the city that I work in. <sighs> you I know? made that mistake. You did? Oh, yeah. I worked for oh, in Illinois. Denver Health, oh. the ambulance company in downtown Denver. And I live downtown. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, like I, there are certain corners in Denver that I don't really want to drive down because it reminds you of whatever or mm-hmm. the bum that you just ran on. You see him at the store. And I don't know. It's just I don't want to drive through the city we work in on my off days. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> highway around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay the toll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's... I don't know what... The, I wonder if a lot of people feel that way. I think some people... Regardless love, of... I think some people love it. Living in the city, they, yeah. they work? I think they feel more connected to the job. I mm. I do not... I like being able to go to my town and not know what the hell is going on. You do like the fact yeah. that sirens aren't going off every five fucking seconds, too. Correct. Yeah, that helps. That helps a lot. Can you even hear sirens out here? No. Yeah. No. That's what happens when you live out in the sticks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a great conference. Um, really appreciate everyone coming, staying after. I feel bad, man. Like There were people that we didn't get a chance to talk to because we were engaging with somebody else. Um, yeah, you get it. You get you get the presenter's ear at the end, and you can you can have a full time. And it's like, how long is this going to last? So, yeah, you can always reach out to us if you got questions. Yeah, I, mean, I just you know we uh, we wish we could sit there and answer everyone's questions, um, but if you have them, send them. We'll do an episode about them and uh, on to the next conference. 